What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Josh Sue, who's a co-founder of Intrum. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, Matt. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, excited to have you on the podcast. Learn more about what you're working on. I'll, although, you know, I will preface with the fact that you're based in Phoenix. We've met multiple times, had many conversations. So I'm super stoked to just highlight what you're doing for the whole uh, for the whole audience um you know so we'll, we'll kind of replay some of our old conversations so to start what is you know your product what are you working on yeah so in a nutshell we basically make motion capture solutions for strength coaches trying to scale up a business we make we have athletic clothing that has special sensors that allow full body motion capture to be done by the strength coach of their athletes remotely these small sensors get slipped into small pockets on these athletic clothing and they can basically live stream insights such as rep count, power output, cadence, form, all the stuff that you couldn't get uh, remotely through just, you know, typical weekly Zoom calls, which they currently now do, they can now get through our center system. It enables asynchronous training, non-time zone limited training, right, as well as hyper-targeted training um, that they just, it's just inaccessible to them today. So walk me through, if someone, you know, tried this out, they, they were one of your customers, walk me through like some of the, like the user experience that someone can have. They have your product, they're using it. What can they do, you know, you know, et cetera. Absolutely. Yeah. So just starting from the perspective of the strength coaches, that's who we were really targeting. Um, the strength coach, once they get a client, right, especially when they're doing remote training, um, they don't necessarily have any other tools than just Zoom, just some email, maybe back and forth to really understand and get to know and develop an intimate relationship with their client, their athlete, right? So how we work, how we come in is that as soon as a strength coach gets, you know, in touch with an athlete and they're about to start the program, they can, they call us and then, Hey, Hey, Josh, Hey, Intram, give us a kit. And then this kit includes complimentary clothing, includes an entire sensor kit. This gets sent to their athlete for use. And as soon as their athlete puts on the clothes, like they normally would, you know, it doesn't, it's not different than any sort of athletic clothing currently have. And they start slipping the sensors in they connect to our mobile app and now the trainer can see how their athlete is moving, how the coach can see how their athlete is moving without having to be there in person, right? And they can coach them through the, a different kind of medium on that. And then through that process, the coaches can then typically do their own, like their current service process, which is, you know, develop a, a very personalized training program, you know, work with their clients live if they want, right? Or, or not, or they can basically press, the client can press record and the coach can just say, oh, I'll review it later. I'll replay it and review it later. And then we can chat about it a different day. So that's where the asynchronous part of it comes in, right? And this can happen anywhere in the world. You know, in Brazil, right? We have actually a trainer in Brazil we've been talking to for a little bit, but, and they can do it all the way around the world. So that's how like that process works. 
So walk me through, you know, why you got started with this. What is the origin story um, for Intram and kind of how did you get started? Yeah, so my co-founder and I are former student athletes. Um, we were injured due to poor guidance from some of our coaches, trainers, and just our own ego. We just didn't know how we were doing it, even though we've been working out since we were, you know, middle school, right? Fitness has always been part of our life, right? Not only was I a student athlete, but I was a bodybuilder, weightlifting the science, same as my co-founder, Max, right? But both of us got injured for a variety of reasons, mostly due to lack of knowledge um, from different sources, right? So we spent, you know, our last year in college um, for our capstone project, trying to figure out really like why, why did physical injuries happen? What's wrong with the physical health space, right? We were working with physical therapists at the time and we were going after the physical therapy market at the time. So try to like, what's wrong? Like what really, what causes injuries, right? And what causes that people have, right? And we discovered that when you get to the brass tacks of it, um, it's, it's an extremely subjective industry in how people go about it. Obviously, yes, there's some empirically driven techniques and, and processes to train and coach people, right? But everyone has such a different style that it's, it's hard to repeat. Even physical therapists had a different style to repeat, right? So, you know, time and time again, we sort of found that, you know, there was no way to objectively quantify or objectively say like, oh, this is the best plan for you as an individual to prevent injuries rather than, you know, something else. It was generalized to a certain extent, right? So we pivoted away from physical therapy because of a variety of reasons, such as um, a very long sales cycle. Of the, it was a, more of a medical market, right? And it just, there was just, it was difficult to, to basically capture that because sort of technology is not as robust at the time. And we didn't necessarily want to tackle that extensively, right? We got that feedback from like our advisors and mentors because of that. So we ended up in the sort of strength coach um, athlete arena. It's a little step down between, step down below the institutional um, pro sports level, but yet a step above than most of the, you know, the, the personal trainers who are just really bad at what they do, which is most personal, personal trainers. It's actually, it's a very unregulated industry. There's no certifications. I can, you can pay 60 bucks right now and get a certification over the, over the weekend. And you can start advertising yourself as a personal trainer, right? Uh, versus like a four year plus like top certification could also do the same thing, right? It's a very unregulated industry on that end. So walk me through a little bit of your day-to-day -day as you're working on this. Are you, are you shipping code? Are you talking to trainers, raising capital? Like what, what's a day in the life for you as a founder? <laughs> that's basically all of the above, man. <laughs> I'm personally not shipping code. That's basically my Max's, Max's job. So he handles all the, the Max and our part-time data scientists. They handle, they handle the, the ML algorithms. They handle the, the back-end shipping of the code. They handle the front-end. They handle the entire tech stack as well. I'm only the sort of scrum master for them to basically help them organize the operations side. So I take care of internal operations, make sure everything's you know, documented correctly and make sure everything's like, you know, organized, but otherwise the execution of it is basically their responsibility. Um, that being said, anything external, I also handle, right? Investor relations, podcasting, right? Marketing, any kind of inbound content. Talk to a lot of trainers. I'm the person who's observed the most trainers out of all the entire team. I've actually gone in there in the person's you know, gym and actually observed the, you know, them being training their athlete. I've held the most interviews, like, you know, almost like hundred hours of different interviews across the board of like, just, just understanding our target market, right. Really, really well, because in a hardware space, you really have to understand that because you can't take back hardware, right. Once you sink that in, it's gone. That capital cost is lost. You can't just like, you know, rewrite the code. Right. Um, so that's basically my day to day is just spend, wake up, look at all my emails, process the emails, prepare for the calls in the next morning. You know, if there's anything to prepare for go through the, our project management database, which is a custom built in Notion. It's like this massive, <laughs> massive custom 
build solution for that. And but it, it's not going to oversee everything, you know, everything squared away. Then the rest of the day is mostly just looking at investor acquisition and also doing side hustles to keep food on the table as well. Definitely, I uh, like you mentioning Notion. Notion is a beast. Notion is a crazy cool awesome. software. It is awesome. I, I, it's a medium learning curve for sure. You know, I get it. But once you learn it, it is. I, I once I learned how to use Notion, I got rid of like, like ten apps that I started. I used. I got rid of the Google Docs. I got rid of some of Google Drive, except for just archiving stuff. Right. I got rid of like so many stuff that I used to use to piece together and just put it all in Notion. So it's fantastic, fantastic app. I will say, you know, you might not like to hear this, but I, I do like Notion, but my kind of go-to tool in that general department is Airtable. I, I also use Airtable. I Airtable is Airtable. just too, <laughs> I, I would say I rely on Airtable way more than Notion. Although I, I, I think I, you, I, I have less need to use Notion. Like I, I have a fewer needs I, you know, I'm more of like a database person, but um, anyways, um, if you were to look out into the future, you know, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years from now. What do you see is the vision for your company and what direction are you rowing in every day? Yeah, one of the themes, I guess, like the company, it's hard to, it's hard to see 10, 15 years out, right? But one of the things I do like to see, it sounds kind of weird and you know, investors may not like hearing this, but I, I want the personal trainer market to consolidate. There are too many bad trainers out there giving the great trainers a horrible reputation, right? And it is, it's, it, and, and the consequence of that is, more injuries and less reduction of chronic illnesses and you know just less less better outcomes overall right so i'd like to see a reduction overall in the market of the bad trainers i basically want to take the the market you know you know cut out like half the trainers and make the rest of the trainers so productive that i think they can cover the demand that that 400% used to cover from the trainers that's what i'd like to see right cuz what that means is that trainers then start to change from your, you know, $20 an hour cheap trainer in the, you know, your, your planet fitness or whatever, right. To this, to this, this type of character where they become the gatekeeper, right. And what, I, what I mean by that is I, I truly believe, right. In a, in a particular lens, these trainers, trainers and strength coaches really when independent ones, they are more valuable than any doctor or nutritionist or any, really anything above, right. Because they, they are the ones who prevent all these other illnesses, all these other disease states that everyone else in the healthcare industry starts to address, right? Most of the healthcare industry is, is geared towards addressing something after the, after the fact, after the, uh, the malady has occurred, right? No one really addresses the preventative side, right? Except very few people. And honestly, some of them are, some very, are very, can be very pseudo, right? <laughs> it's very pseudo, it's like snake oil in the, in, in the preventative side, right? Except some of the great trainers I've talked to, right? Some of the great trainers really do sit in that preventative healthcare, preventive medicine, right side, right? The issue is that it's unregulated and it's very much a, you know, a cluster of just random people. It's very hard to differentiate for the consumer what's a good trainer or what's a good coach or not, right? So in my, in my view is that 10, 15 years from now, Intron will be able to redefine what a trainer is, who they are, right? Redefine what a coach is, right? And then basically make them so valuable that it be, they become an integral part of anyone's healthcare plan, right? Any kind, anyone's wellness plan for themselves, right? Because there's so much that goes into personal training, not just the physical nature of it. There's also the mental health nature, right? Trainers very often are your pseudo therapist for these, some of these clients, right? Um, and then also there's the nutrition element for a really good trainer, well-oriented trainer, right? So there's a lot of elements that the trainer provides that 
isn't quantified, isn't, isn't priced, right? And it's hard to price it, right? Because it's a subjective industry, right? It's a very subjective industry, so it's hard to price it. And that's what we would home Intrum to be, right? You're able to quantify to a certain extent and build up the reputation of trainers and only let the good trainers in, right? And using our platform, right? And covering that element is that I like to see the, the definition, the reputation of a personal trainer, of the independent strength coach change for the better, right? Among the, the collective minds of people, right? Yeah. And it's an awesome vision. And in order to make it happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community assist? Are you hiring? You're raising capital, looking for customers or trainers? You know, how can we assist? Yeah. So if Three main areas I'm always looking for. It doesn't have to be now, but always three main areas. One is that any kind of software talent, right? We're an OCA startup. We can't afford your, 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 your salary. Probably you can get at Google or any of the fan companies. But if you want to join us, absolutely. Doors always open for people who are willing to take the initiative. So talent is for sure. And it doesn't have to be now. I always like talking to people in the, you know, early on just to build a relationship, right? Because you never know, right? You never know when there could be the, you know, where there could be a fit in the future. So if there's any, you know, talent software developers or anyone in the space, right? Anyone who wants to talk to me and you know, wants to join our company either now or in the future and you like our mission and vision, love to chat with you now. Start building that relationship so you can understand how we operate, you can understand how you operate, right? Um, second one is basically, um, how do I say this? Um, anyone who has, who is an athlete or speci more specifically, who's a trainer or knows a trainer. Again, same thing. I like to talk to trainers. I like to build relationships because again, trainers, if you ever work with one, they're very much all about communication and long-term relationship building. That is their bread and butter. They're intimate with their clients. They build relationships with others, right? I would like to do the same with my trainers as well. So if anyone has any trainers um, in Arizona or, you know, or beyond, that'd be great. Just like love to talk to them, right? Always want to, always want to talk to them, right? And finally, obviously, like any sort of funding, right? We do need funding. We're always fundraising. We're always either if people want to join our round currently, by all means, investors would love to open up and have a discussion. If investors are interested in when we grow into a later stage round, also want to talk to them as well, right? One of the best advice I've ever gotten from my mentors and my current investors is like, lines, not dots, right? It takes a long time to build a relationship, right? And especially since we're outside of like the Silicon Valley is like, you know, like internal versus external, which I'm sure Matt can talk a little bit more about. I follow him extensively on that. Um, but because of that, right, relationships are key with me and the investor. And I actually enjoy talking to investors. I'm not like, I'm not like, I actually like talking to investors because I used, I used to be an investment uh, deal flow manager. I used to analyze a ton of investment deals for my investment firm that I so currently help out, but I used to be their deal analyst. Right. So I know what they're like, what they're looking for. And like, I, I actually like, and once I understood that, I'm like, I actually like talking to you. No, like nothing's personal. I get why you're talking, you're asking me these, these questions. So I answer them the best of my ability. Right. So I actually enjoy talking to investors and building a relationship with them because it's, it's not like a, yeah, if it's not fit, it's not fit. No, no, nothing personal, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally understand that. And also every time you talk to an investor, it gives you a opportunity to just share what you're doing and refine the pitch and refine the story, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, if someone's in, interested in learning more, trying this out, getting involved, how can they find you online? Do you have a website? Do you have social media email address? How, how can they find you online? Yeah, absolutely. The best way to go is just go intro, intro.com. So it's intro hm.com. And then just press the request access. That is probably the first funnel and coaches if you just put your name and put click other i will and that's the funnel i always check every single day i have it tied it to my personal slack and it always pings me as soon as someone someone form and i'll immediately get on a call with you if you're open to it right um so yeah 
I'm also on like different social, social media. You can find me, uh, but otherwise that's the best way, fastest way. Or you can just email me directly at joshua at intrum.com. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the time.